Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Pod Strickland. I'm your host, Shwini Poo, in this episode 376. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Prez, that is at underscore Presidente on Twitter. Prez, how are you doing on this uh, post-victory Thursday night pod? Well, this was a nice uh, ease yourself back into the season type of victory, so uh, I'm not mad at it. I'm doing quite well. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. Uh, the Knicks won a game where Brunson could not make a shot throughout most of the second half. Uh, they won a game where Tibbs coached a really good game. We'll talk about. Uh, they got a lot of good contributions, very specifically from uh, Precious Chua, Josh Hart, and Deuce McBride, who was fantastic on the stretch. We're going to talk about all that. But before we talk about that, do it make a few announcements. The first thing that Strickland has an Instagram. Check that out. That is at the Strickland on Instagram. Posts with all kinds of new content out there. The Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you maybe watch this podcast. If you are not done so already, please hit like, subscribe to the channel, leave us a comment. That would be a huge help to us. The Strickland also has merchandise, which you can find on our website at www.thestrick.land. You'll find a link there that'll take you to the merchandise store, and you can find all kinds of cool stuff like t shirts, sweatshirts, hats, coffee mugs, water bottles you name it. We've got it. The Strickland. Also, as a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There's a $6 tier that gets you access to Pod Circle, this podcast that I host every Friday at the Prez. You also get access to Takes from Obvious Bozos, our newest podcast that is hosted by Andrew Steele, a.k.a. Doug, along with Zach Blatter. And you also get access to the Strickland Discord, where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There's a $9 tier that gets you access to Strickland Roll, my solo pod, where I rant and rave about the next few more. You also get access to wonderful premium articles by Matthew Moreno, one of the best in the business. And now you also get access to Strictly NFL. Our NFL podcast, which you may have guessed by the name, that is hosted by Constantine Metricos. There are further tiers. There's a $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, and $100 tier. Those come with a variety of additional benefits. It goes to pod recordings, merchandise discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside yours truly one day, whether you choose to subscribe or not, and this would be possible without you. And none of this would be possible without BetOnline. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code Believe BLAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. The game starts here, and we've got a great new sponsor. I love betting my friends and betting them on anything sports games. Who's fast? That's what could. Allows me to do KUTT. The Kut app is a peer to peer social betting platform that's legal in 40 plus states. Kut has customizable odds, tracking capabilities, and an entire social network of group chats, user profiles, and rewards. All payments, no need for Venmo. What could you bet on? That's a good question. You could bet on many things. Like if I wanted to bet with Prez that RJ Barrett, former Nick, will continue passing the ball at a much higher level like he is in Toronto and average five assists per game the rest of the way. I could do that. I could do that. I could also bet Prez 
that Boyan Bogdanovich will never miss another three in his life. Who knows? These are all possibilities. Use promo code Believe Nix, B L E A V Nix. And uh, I'm going to get this down very, very well. Uh, that's for a 10% welcome bonus, welcome deposit bonus. Don't forget that promo code again. That's Believe Nix, B L E A V Nix. Could put your money where your mouth is. Okay. Uh, I will do better with that quit next time. Sorry, guys. Uh, but enough with the shenanigans of, uh, you know, capitalist America, the things it makes us do. Uh, let's talk about this basketball game. The next one, uh, 110 to 96. Obviously, they remain without Julius Randle and OG Ananobi. They basically were without Hartenstein tonight, who I get it. He's using it. He's getting his legs back under him. I think you could tell, especially in the second half, he just really didn't have much going on. He, he couldn't really get involved in the game. I'm not that worried about it. This exact, this kind of how it played out when he came back from his last uh, Achilles soreness. So uh, the good thing, the Knicks got good contributions again from Pershua. They also got a really good contribution, I thought, especially in the first half from Jericho Sims, considering it's Jericho Sims. Um, but yeah, like they, they came out. And, and again, like I said, Brunson did not shoot the ball well. I don't even know what the hell he finished for from the field. I'll look it up right now. I'm guessing something like 5 of 17, 5 of 18. Uh, he did have, I want to say, yeah, he must have had like 10 assists tonight. He, he really was passing the ball well. Uh, some turnovers, obviously. Has to clean yeah, up. 12 yeah. assists, 7 turnovers, 5 of 18, 21 points, 11 of 11 from the line, 0 of 4 from 3. Yeah, so not, not his best shooting game, but... Uh, Josh Hart took a very, a very satisfactory five three-point attempts. Nine, he actually made two. He had 18 points, 12 rebounds. He was all over the place, especially in the first half. He was dynamite. Um, DiVincenzo kind of struggled to get into this game initially, but he ends up with 16 points, hit a couple of clutch threes down the stretch in the fourth quarter that more or less iced the game for the Knicks. Um, and yeah, and and uh, again, I can't even say. I mean, I, I praised Precious. I praised uh, you know Josh Hart and and. Deuce McBride, <clears throat> but Boyan Bogdanovich in that first half, I mean, he, he was lights out. I think he hit five threes in the first half. He gave them a much kind of like exactly what you're hoping to get from him. Um, he had three steals somehow, which, okay, I'll take it. Um, Yo, he, he was looking like a, like a young spry 30 year old out there. It was fantastic. <laughs> he was doing something. Um, but yeah, look, the Knicks won, they won this game and I, Yes, they. I think Philly cut it to a six at one point. Um, it did get tight in the second quarter. Tyrese Maxey, 35 points on 24 shots. And I know, like, any, I'm sure that if there are Philly fans or, you know, fans of other teams that see what the hell, like, what are Knicks fans crying about? The whistle in this game, they, they had a 27 to 14 free throw advantage. Um, I mean, that third quarter, I don't really understand what that was. Like, and, and just in general, that second half was just a bad officiating performance. And, and I got to say, I don't even... I would love to pretend it was just all against the Knicks. But like I thought there were weird calls against the, against the Sixers too. Like that double dribble they called on, on Lowry. I didn't see the replay. It did look a little awkward, kind of a surprising call for them to make in that spot. Um, it was a strange officiating game. And luckily the Knicks came out on top of it. Cause we know that it, that has not been the case recently uh, when they get these bad officiating performances, but they did win tonight. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll let you have at some takes for us. Yeah, I'll say the funny thing is, uh, I at halftime I went to the, I went to run to the grocery store to, to get some things, and I came back a little later than I wanted to. It was about eight minutes 
left in the third and i was just like what the fuck what i was barely gone what the fuck just happened and so i don't know what happened in those first i mean i know that the knicks got outscored probably by like 10 or something like that but like what exactly happened to start the third quarter uh the knicks did not have they were not getting good possessions i think the sixers really really just collapsed off of their off their non-shooters which the knicks have they're starting three of them right now. I mean, Josh Hart, again, happy he took five, but it's going to take a, a little while for teams to even bother respecting that. Uh, Brunson, obviously, he didn't he, he didn't come out great. Nobody did. DiVincenzo, I think he had There was a graphic that said, like, I don't know if it was in that stretch or in the whole third quarter total that they had, like, I must have been the whole third quarter, like seven turnovers or something. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely not in that stretch. That's stupid, Brez. That's dumb. <laughs> Don't ever ask a dumb question like that again. Yeah, they they, they just they were walking the ball up the floor every possession. They were they just couldn't get out of their own way. It was slow, methodical. Maxi got hot and he had, he had a couple of tough shots. Um, but you know they they kind of got back on top of things. They pushed the lead back out back to twenty two, um, and then they went back into yeah. the doldrums. And I think you could see like there's a fundamental lack of shot creation that they're just going to have to deal with for as long as Randall is out. Um, because if Brunson doesn't have it going, like they don't have anybody else that can really consistently get create off the bounce. They don't really have anybody that can consistently create a pick and rolls and, and beat their man. That's why it's so important for them to push it. Like they did in the first half. Like I think three of those five first half threes from Bogdanovich were either fast breaks or like, semi-fast breaks that you know just scrambled the, the matchups and found him after a couple of passes one of them there was hardly any dribbles um and i found him in the corner uh he was he was fantastic but yeah without uh without randall um you might get a couple of driving kicks if you're lucky from heart and deuce but even that it's probably not driving kicks where they collapse the defense so much. Um, this is also one of the places where I would, I mean, it's not the Knicks strength. So I can say I would like to see it all I fucking want, but it doesn't really matter. The Knicks don't really, even back when Mitch was healthy, they don't really use the role, man. Um, I think they're 30th in the NBA actually in percentage of possessions um, hitting the role, man, despite having Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein. And um, that's not to say that those guys don't roll. And though, like Mitch in particular, but I heart too are, they're so big that like the Knicks can be the worst quote unquote, worst role man team in the NBA. And they're still going to like warp the defense when they roll. So like, I totally get it. Um, it it's, it, it works. It's fine. But like, this is a situation where like, man, it sure would be nice to just like be able to get some easy, some easy buckets for your bouncy ass backup centers. Um, but it is what it is. Those guys, you know, they have their strengths. Precious is fucking awesome. Um, he'll, he, he did have one or two roll man buckets. He had some corner threes. He had um, some baseline attacks. He had his now customary, offensive rebounds um he was doing he was all over the place uh and so i'm not gonna you know nitpick 
this young man when he's uh, in the middle of another breakout performance and he was doing his thing on defense as well, switching uh, and providing some level of rim protection. Um, aside from that, man, like this is like you said, like this is this is really why you get a B and Bogdanovich, right? Is like we see it from bad teams all the time. We see it from the Sixers now. Like if you don't have skill, your best bet in the modern NBA is to put up threes and maybe also run, but mostly put up threes and you stand a puncher's chance because you, all it takes is a couple of threes to turn a, a blowout to a keep your starters in kind of nervous type game, right? Which is what happened today. And, you know, before the trade deadline, this is the kind of game where like there there is no there is no margin for Brunson, right? But you got eight fucking threes from A B and Boyan, like that's the ball game right there, man. Like that that means Brunson can have an off game and you can still be fine. Um and that's why they did it, right? And like it, it's one I, of the I don't I was- actually think that's why they did it though. I think they did it because I, I like I actually have thought I, I totally reject this idea now at this point. I don't think they did this trade because they were like, oh my god, we're short on bodies. We have to go get somebody. I think they did no, this no. Trade you're right. You're right. I mean, like, I think I, they, like, I should say that's one of the reasons they did it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think they. I think they did the trade because they were like, these guys will make us better than yeah. than yeah. what we gave up once yep. we're healthy. And yep. like, yeah, like the benefit is sure they can buy you some health. I mean, I gotta say, like, Burks. I don't know, man. The, that guy is. I can't wait for Randall to get back because I've I've seen enough of him trying to create off the bounce. It's fucking brutal. Um, he he uh yeah like he's he can hit spot ups with the best of them and off the dribble threes, but like he just can't move. Like he's it's his he's he's uh, he's it's the cliff of his career physically. Like next year it, it might be a wrap for him soon. Like unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even sure I'm quite there yet. Like, I, I kind of just want to see what he looks like once he's in a situation where he doesn't have to do the things that, you yeah, know, we're kind of asking him to do. Um, and I, I, I just like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm still happy with that trade, obviously, but, um, yeah, I, I just think that like they have enough to find ways to win, especially against a team that's also shorthanded. Like they're without their best player, just like we're without two of our three best players. So um, it's kind of evens out in that sense. And, you know, uh, looking at the rosters all around, I would say like the Knicks have a better roster when you take, when you take those guys out. I mean, and you can, I think the Knicks have a better roster when everybody's healthy too. So uh, I don't, that part's not concerning. I, I, I get, that sentiment, I also just like, I think people have gone a little bit overboard with like the framing of that because I just don't think there's nothing that this front office has done to make me think that they were so like, oh my God, we have to, we we have to get these guys in right now for the short term benefit, regardless of what we it might cost us. Long. Like they did the trade because they don't think this is going to hurt them in the long run. Yeah, if they and were fucking as thirsty as people think, they wouldn't have waited for the actual trade deadline. 